0: Welcome we to so Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also
1: Matt. We are a couple episodes into season three. Having a great time with y'all. Thanks everyone who's tuned in for the first couple of episodes of uh, season three of Finest Work Songs. We're excited to bring another album to discuss today. And so today we are going to be talking about Tom Petty's Wildflowers.
2: And the t-
0: this is tom petty's second solo album from 1994 and we thought it was a perfect time to review it because this month they are releasing the lost tracks from this album not they weren't really lost
1: Mm. (laughs) in like a cave somewhere (laughs) right Right. they sent indiana jones (laughs) he was looking for that sample for his mixtape that's right and he stumbled across this according to rick rubin there
0: were about 50 songs recorded Mm. Tom Petty wanted to make this a double LP, but the record executives said it's great, but it's too long. They have a new collection of songs and it's curated by his family and fellow heartbreakers, Mike Campbell and Ben Montenge. So we thought it'd be a good time to review the original Wildflowers as we look forward to uh, the release of these new and some demo tracks. As always... Here on Finest Work Songs, we like to start with our memories. So, Matt, what is your memory of
1: Tom Petty's Wildflowers? For as long as I can remember listening to music, I remember listening to Tom Petty songs. For whatever reason, I never you know, went out and bought every newest Tom Petty or, or Heartbreakers album. With this album in particular, like, you know, there, there are actually some songs as I've listened to Wildflowers that I probably in, in my mind thought were earlier Tom Petty songs. Mm-hmm. My wife absolutely loves wildflowers, and mm-hmm. this is this is like you know one of her favorite albums. I don't know, maybe six years ago or so. We got tickets and and saw him at Walnut Creek. Oh, nice! It was unbelievable. The band was just incredible. Yeah, he was great. Not a lot of like you know between song banter. It was just like we're gonna get out there and rock through twenty five hits. And seeing Tom Petty live was not. You know, on my list of concerts, I was dying to see, but I'm, I'm really grateful and really glad to, I got to experience that before he died. So what's your memory of Tom Petty or Wildflowers? Matt, did you know I had a twin?
0: I did not know that. I didn't know it for a long time either, but <laughs> when I was a teenager, I went to summer camp and <laughs> initially this kid was like a rival to me. And so we were pulling pranks on each other. Mm. And then we realized we both came from single parent homes Mm. and we connected over that. And then we both realized that we were absolutely identical twins. (laughs) We realized our parents divorced after we were born and each of them took one of us, which is really weird. It's insane. What we did is we switched places. And so I didn't go back home to Boston. I went to California with my dad and because my dad never paid attention to me, He didn't realize that I was not the kid he had sent. My dad announces he is engaged to this gold digger Mm. named Vicky. And Vicky does not like kids, but she hides it really well. I call my twin Code Red. Mm -hmm. We start our plan, except that it doesn't work because my dad's engaged. Mm. Also, my mom and my dad hate each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, we've got a plan. And so we recreated their first date. Everything's going pretty well. But then they get into this huge fight. And it just doesn't look like it's going to work out. So what my twin and I do is we dress exactly the same. And again, because our parents apparently never pay attention <laughs> and don't know their kids, couldn't tell us apart. We say that we'll, we'll reveal who's who after the annual family camping trip. All right, so we head up for this camping trip, except Vicky is just, she's not into it, man. She's, this gold digger's a city girl. So she's traipsing through the woods, like complaining about the grass and the flowers and trees, just complaining mm. about everything. And the mosquitoes were just getting after her because mm. we, instead of mosquito repellent, gave her sugar water. Oh. And then when we were sleeping, we put honey on her feet and baby bears started eating her feet. <laughs> and we were hoping that the mama bear would come and attack just her. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out that way. Vicky finally loses it and she slaps me and she slaps my twin. mm And so my dad's like, whoa, you crazy gold digger. Donate my kids. And so she huffs back to the city. And my dad is like, you know, good riddance, Mm -hmm. gold digger. (laughs) Take your shovel with you. So back at the house, you know, our mom and dad start remembering what life was like. And just like that, they realize they still love each other and that they want to remarry. And my dad was like, I can't believe Vicky was so petty about a couple of wildflowers. And my mom was like, uh... Bruh, have you heard that dank new album by Tom Petty? It's V-Chill. And that's how we got
1: introduced to Tom Petty's Wallflowers. Wow, you you and your twin sister really sound like a couple of mean girls. (laughs) (laughs) That plot is insane. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Again, how can parents not tell their kids? Also, we're supposed to believe that there's a twin who lives in California and Mm -hmm. one who lives in Boston.
1: They go to the same camp?
0: Yeah, they go to the same camp. Also, the one from California is not... The least bit tan?
1: Yeah. And how did the girls, like, were there no mirrors at this camp? that They couldn't look at each other and immediately realize how they identical twins? How did they not get off the bus and every single person Whoa! around them? <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I had a doppelganger in college. Yeah. And this is a dude who just kind of looked like me. Right. And, and you heard about it every day, probably. Yeah. And even when I saw him and he
1: saw me, we were like, oh. We are like, bro. Hey. Bro.
0: Dude, you want to parent trap somebody? <laughs>
1: Did y'all look like alike, but he just had a mustache and you didn't? <laughs> yeah, exactly alike. It was like Homer and guy incognito. <laughs> I dated a
0: twin in high school, and I'm not going to lie, the first few days that we were dating, if one of them was approaching me in the hall, it took me a second. I had to wait for yeah. kind of how she
1: reacted, yeah. you know? But then after like a week, I could easily tell them apart. Yeah. When you first said twins, my first thought was, oh, great. He's doing Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs>
0: That would have been great.
1: Yeah, this movie. I can't believe they kept them apart. That's not selfish at all. No, I'll just take one. You take the other. We won't worry about shared custody or anything like that. I, w- I wonder if when the, when the kids were much younger, was one like nicer or cooler than the other? And like the parents actually had to like draw straws. Like, oh crap, I got that one. <laughs> well, um, they were babies. Yeah, but you can tell. Cool baby. Cool baby. Had sunglasses on. Smoking. <laughs> smoking the other baby's got, got a little calculated good nerd baby out here yeah yeah not not being like super well versed on tom petty's catalog myself my perception of this album has always been that it was like done in response to that you know full moon fever being so huge and so commercial and so poppy and produced and this was done to counter that but then as i've gotten into this album it hit me like how many hits were from this album. Mm-hmm. So my, my whole perception of this album was skewed because I, I didn't think this was like a radio-friendly album. You thought it was like Nebraska. Right, exactly. By Bruce Springsteen. Exactly. But I, I, then you realize that like Born to Runs on Nebraska
0: or something. Like, right, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: There's even a couple songs on here, I wouldn't say were like hits, but were always on the radio. Yeah. The Nebraska correlation is really spot on because that's kind of how I've always thought of Wildflowers as this intimate response to Full Moon Fever. Yeah. There probably aren't any songs on there that, you know, were hits. And then you look out, you're like, that was a hit. That was a hit. That yeah. was a hit. Which is, just speaks to how prolific and you know amazing of a songwriter Tom Petty was. Okay, so the album kicks off with Wildflowers. Did he really do this in one take? Oh, I don't know. Petty described writing wildflowers. I just took a deep breath and it came out the whole song. Stream of consciousness words, music chords, finished it. I mean, I just played it into a tape recorder. I played the whole song and I never played it again. Actually I only spent three and a half minutes on the whole song.
0: That's crazy. This song was not a single. No. And I would have bet money that it was. Right. Because for me it's mm-hmm. so iconic with the album and the Apparently, it was the engineer's idea to start the album with it, and Rick Rubin, Tom Petty didn't want to. Hmm. I can't imagine it not starting right. with those guitar chords and mm-hmm. that feel. I mean, that's what sets the tone.
1: I was listening to you know this song a couple of days ago and was just kind of messing around, looking up stuff about it on the internet. And one of the YouTube versions of the song, the first comment under it, guy's like this, you know, such a beautiful song. And he says, if this isn't playing at my funeral, I'm not going. <laughs> you know, which I, I love that sentiment. It sort of speaks to like how, how this song speaks to people. This is the first of several songs on this album that you start to read the lyrics and think, here's a guy that was dealing with some stuff.
0: Yeah, he, he was going through a ton. He closed out his contract with his record company. He was getting rid of his drummer. Mm-hmm. His marriage was falling apart. He got divorced a few years later, so people think that that album was his divorce album, but mm-hmm. he himself said no wildflowers was the divorce album like you said he's going through a lot and there's some transitions and some pain Mm -hmm. that he's experiencing after tom petty died mike campbell guitarist for the heartbreakers was talking about a wildflowers tour so the heartbreakers would be the band and then have four or five different guest singers Mm. it never happened i think that would have been a cool tour Mm -hmm. especially this is the only album i feel like you could do yeah. I it don't seems wanna... like the appropriate album. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to see somebody else singing Mary Jane's Last Dance right. or American Girl or something. Mm-hmm. I think it would have worked because the Heartbreakers would have been backing and would have been able to direct it, and people kind of would have stepped into that space mm-hmm. that Tom occupied. But in the hands of somebody else.
2: Run away and find you a lover. Go away somewhere else.
0: Billy Ray Cyrus and Miley and Covered this on The Tonight Show
2: I've wow. seen no other,
0: no one Not too bad starting off Alright so I'm gonna fast forward a little bit Cause there's this part where They start doing this weird ooh and ah thing Oh no And listen to Miley But listen underneath to the low part To what Billy Ray does here
2: Ready dad Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh. oh.
0: And then the end is like this.
2: Oh my gosh. You feel free.
1: If she had just done it straight like guitar in her voice, it would have been amazing. Exactly. We talked about
0: this on the Bob Dylan epipod, how great her cover of You're Gonna Make Me Lonesome When You Mm Go is.
1: Her Nashville treatment of Wildflowers, the song, Mm -hmm. does not work. It's the go-to petty cover now, I think. Particularly in light of his death, we saw The Head and the Heart in concert. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, probably not long before quarantine, because they covered this in concert. And seems like a good fit for a band like that. Yeah. And it was okay. But even still, they were kind of reading the lyrics off like a lyric sheet, you know, and there were some kind of rough parts to it and kind of got the impression like they feel obligated to do this song, like of all the songs, like, oh gosh, we've, we've got to do a Tom Petty song. Well, we got to do Wildflowers. Yeah, but and, learn and, and, Yeah, right. If, well, if, there's that. If he had just died and they were playing the next night
0: and decided to cover it as a tribute right. and we're reading it off the sheet, fine. Right. But it's yeah. been.
1: That's been. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Three years since Tom Petty died. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it was okay and the cr- crowd loved it. I don't think it has surpassed American Girl or Free Fallen as like the most well-known Petty songs, but it's creeping up there. I mean, with as far as people identifying a song with one artist.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to cover something to honor Tom Petty, this would be the one. Right. Man, learn to Do it well. Yeah. Jeez.
1: What was Billy Ray I don't know what Billy Ray was doing. It's like growling. I'd (laughs) give anything just for the ISO vocals on that. When someone ISOed Linda McCartney's. Like concert vocals Pretty sure Yoko's the one who leaked that
0: (laughs) Second track on the album was The lead single reached number one On the Billboard Rock Tracks chart says You don't know how it feels
2: Don't give a damn for me but let me get to the point Let's roll another joint Turn the radio loud I'm too alone to be proud And you don't know
0: Got this album, was home from college. My friend Tim and I were hanging out. My mom all of a sudden pokes her head in and she said, who's that? It's Tom Petty. And she goes, well, they're in there rolling another joint. <laughs> and I was like, mom, it's fine. It's Tom Petty. Right. But I always think of her when uh whenever this song comes on because her head poked in, rolling another joint.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are, mom. Yeah, that was the big deal about this song. Yeah. That's what I remember most was like. When you heard it on the radio, it was like, is it going to be the censored version yeah. where they change it or is it not? And we've talked about it before with other albums. 1994 is a long time ago now, but mm-hmm. I mean, to you and me, it's like yesterday. yesterday. Even still, it's funny to think that like that was such a big deal. Right. And even what they changed it to didn't yeah. really change the meaning. They changed it from let's roll another joint. Let's to, hit another joint. Yeah.
0: We can't be telling kids how to do drugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's okay if they're talking about doing drugs, but we can't be giving them instructions in songs. <laughs> if we don't tell them, they'll never figure it out and they won't do drugs. They won't. I mean, they can't they can't hit it, they can't roll it. <laughs> yeah. Like there's somebody sitting there listening to the album and they're just like,
1: what do I do next? Oh, uh, tell me, thank, Tom. Thank you, Tom Petty. Yeah,
0: that's so funny that that's how they censored it. He won the best male video award from MTV for this video. I don't even remember this video. Exactly. We've talked before about kind of the downfall of MTV. Mm -hmm. Nothing against Tom. This is a great song, Mm -hmm. but the video is just his face. Yeah. Yeah. And he's spinning around and there are scenes in the background. You can't really tell what's going on. At the end of the video, things come into focus behind him. And this woman comes up, pushes him out of the way, and she's lip syncing. That's right. And then he comes back around, sings with her. She walks back. And then towards the end of the song, you know, you've got a wrecking ball coming through a wall. Mm -hmm. The bank is being robbed. People are shooting at a target. That makes me think, is that what it's like to be you? Do you feel like you're getting shot at? Right. Like a wrecking ball is coming Mm -hmm. through, you know? It's interesting, but I don't know why it would win male video of the year.
1: Male video of the year. Let's see what it was
0: up against. So in 95, he beat Somebody's Crying by Chris Isaac. Elton John for Believe. I don't know what that is. I don't remember that one. And Lucas for Lucas with the lid off. I have no idea what that is. What is that?
1: <laughs> do you remember that? I do not remember that at all. Let me see here. I have no recollection, Zero recollection. <laughs> at all of this.
0: It has to change in a second, right? What if
1: it's this the whole
0: time?
1: Still nothing. Maybe it was the
0: best male video of that year.
1: Yeah, not stiff competition. Not surprisingly, when the one concert I went to with Tom Petty, the crowd loved it when he played the song, because it hasn't. You don't know how it feels? Yeah. No, no, Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Petty. He
0: covered it to rub it into Lucas. He covered every song that he you defeated. You don't know how it feels
1: to win best Mel video yeah. two years in a row, Lucas, <laughs> wherever you are.
0: Oh, yeah, because I'm sure at the concert they all cheered and yelled out, Yeah. us roll another joint. <laughs> right. Except for that one kid who had been really sheltered who sings Let's Hit Another Joint. He's like, they're singing it wrong. I've been listening to the radio for years, and it's Let's Hit Another Joint. That's like people at a Jimmy Buffett show. Anytime he mentions beer, they're all like, yeah. So drunk. I worked at the Virginia Beach Amphitheater uh-huh. one summer, which I'm sure will come up again mm-hmm. if we ever do an episode on Hanson. At least one. Or Black Crows or Snoop Dogg. Okay. Those are a couple stories okay. I have. And I don't remember the exact numbers, but let's say that we would sell 20,000 beers average yeah. at a show. The Jimmy Buffett show is something <laughs> like 150,000. I mean, we brought in additional stands. Right. There wasn't like a, during intermission, people rushed over. It
1: was like the whole show. I'm convinced that if hell has a house band, it is a Jimmy Buffett cover band. Oh, it's not even, no, 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 not no, even Jimmy no, Buffett. No, not Jimmy. I mean, it's a cover band. <laughs> yeah. Old white people love some Jimmy Buffett. It was Was Jimmy Buffett a big deal like when you were in high school? To old white people? Yeah. No, no. I mean, yeah, but even like to kids in your high school. No. Oh, it was. he was huge. Really? I felt like I was the only kid in my friend group that yeah. wasn't so psyched to go see jimmy i had buffett. one friend who liked jimmy buffett we joked him about it yeah he <laughs> writes, well you should but the difference is like with jimmy buffett every song he mentions beer so they're right. like Woo! they're all shared the I mean, this book. is the one tom petty song where they, Woo, we talked about joints yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's a podcast with malcolm gladwell and rick rubin called broken record mm-hmm. and the end of season one they talk about Tom Petty's Wallflowers, mm. and it's really fascinating. Listen, and it was Rick Rubin who suggested that.
2: Boom, ka,
1: boom, boom, ka. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: just, and he said that he got the idea from.
1: We will rock you.
0: <laughs> no, from uh, what's his name, the Joker, Space Cowboy. Oh, Steve Miller. Yeah, Steve Miller. That's where he got the idea right. from. But on the upcoming box set that they're releasing, they're releasing some of the home demos mm. that Tom made, and this is the initial feel for you. Don't know how it feels. <laughs> everybody should go listen to it but the other interesting thing was he was contrasting his production style with that of jeff lynn mm-hmm. who produced full moon fever which is a werewolf
1: album right yeah that's yeah, right that's right,
0: that's right. <laughs> all the howling they brought michael winslow in <laughs> oh they're like got it okay you're oh, good one take Winslow. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like the fact that to get a wolf they would bring in michael witzler like the wolf is the easiest thing to imitate but they wanted the pro man you gotta get the best tom petty settles for nothing less Yeah, gold standard mm-hmm. part of this album that feels so intimate mm-hmm. is we say stripped down but it's not it's got yeah. electric guitars and everything but it's not stripped down it's just very organic not heavily compressed it feels live yeah it feels live and especially the drums on this album, mm-hmm. the recording of them but he said that jeff lynn a song like running down a dream mm-hmm. That he wouldn't have a drummer play the song, he would have the drummer play the snare, and then go back and just play the kick, Okay. Gosh. and then go back and just play the hi hat, and then he would put it all together, and and that just sounds awful. First yeah. of all, that album does have that feeling yeah. where everything's just absolutely tight and perfect. Yep, I prefer this approach, mm-hmm. but then again, Full Moon Fevers is a great album, so
1: mm-hmm. it'd be interesting if they, in some weird, bizarre world, they they flip the script and. Rick Rubin recorded Full Moon Fever. And you got to hear it that way? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what it would be like. It'd probably
0: just sound more like songs off the album Yeah. Next song. Time to move on? No, we're going to do the next song. <laughs>
2: Move
1: on. Get going. It has a, a little bit of a Traveling Wilburys feel to it. Mm-hmm. It starts out to me like it could be a Jeff Lynne produced song. And maybe it's the slide guitar. Well, and, and He and, produced Traveling Wilburys, so that's right. probably that. It yeah.
0: was in Traveling Wilburys. So. <laughs> I love the idea of the Traveling Wilburys even more than I love their songs. Yeah. The idea of Bob Dylan, George Harrison, Roy Orbison, mm-hmm. And then Tom Petty, the young guy, gets to jump in. Mm -hmm. I love the idea for a couple of reasons. Like for George Harrison, I love it because he gets to be in a group that actually appreciates him, you know, instead of having to deal (laughs) with like Paul and John Mm -hmm. crapping on him all the time. Mm -hmm. I love it for Bob Dylan because he gets to be in a group of peers instead of like, hey, we're in a band where I'm just going to play something and you have to do what I say. Mm -hmm. Same for Roy Orbison. I don't know much about him, but the idea that he gets to be in a group. And then. For Tom Petty, it's right. it's probably like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, I get to be in this group?
1: Did we talk about that before? Like, I remember thinking at that time, like, why Tom Petty? And yeah. I remember thinking, like, he's a different generation. He's a different guy. But then I think uh, you looked it up, and I think him and, like, Jeff Lynn are, are not that far apart in age. George Harrison was only seven years older
0: than Tom Petty. Yeah. But you think of George Harrison as primarily, obviously, the Beatles. But yeah. But he was the young Beatle. And then you think of Tom Petty primarily in the 80s, although he had... Mm-hmm. hits in the 70s yeah. yeah i mean tom Petty's songwriting is insane mm-hmm. and it shows you that he was recognized as such to be included in a group mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. if you're speaking about his retrospection and what he's thinking with life yeah it's time to move on with a lot of change that he was going through again with the record label and getting the new drummer which by the way it's like the most i don't think it was this way but it's like the most passive aggressive way to get rid of the drummer he does a solo album. Quote unquote solo album. Right. Because yeah. he said that he and Rick didn't want to be tied into the this mm-hmm. group. They wanted the freedom. And yeah. so with that freedom, he chose his, his session musicians. Yeah. That are in the Heartbreakers, except the drummer. <laughs> right. That's the only person that he left out. No, 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 no. It's not the Heartbreakers. <laughs> no, it's not. It's fine. <laughs> this is when they brought in Steve ferrone who then jumped into the Heartbreakers. Although, for a little while there, Dave Grohl oh. was asked to be a part of the heartbreakers he played with them on snl i remember that and it's funny when you watch the clip of honeybee he's playing like nirvana i mean he is just playing it so hard that mike campbell the lead guitarist turns around and smiles like okay man (laughs) (laughs) i think he really smiled like okay man you're doing it you know but i just see it and i think that's so out of place for my connection but you know tom petty loved it and asked him to play wow i think tom Petty was just didn't like stan lynch's drumming for the direction that Mm -hmm. the music was headed Mm -hmm. it's time Uh, for him to move on (laughs) yeah he just sent this song (laughs) listen to this and stan's like oh great you want me to come up with some drum parts for it no you want you to take heed (laughs) take heed you best take heed (laughs) he's so passive aggressive he does a solo (laughs) album invites all the players and also he writes it into a song (laughs) and sends it i hate confrontation (laughs) next one's a rocker this is you wreck me you
2: wreck me, baby Yeah, you break me in two But you this to me
1: heartbreaker song again not knowing super details you know chronologically of different tom petty albums if you'd put a gun to my head you know (laughs) this is probably on full moon fever and the more i listen to it, and even that guitar solo it sounds in some ways eerily similar to running down a dream Mm -hmm. co-written by mike campbell and
0: eventually gets attributed to the heartbreakers and could have come from either album Mm -hmm. for sure i like i'll be the boy in the corduroy pants (laughs) you'll be the girl at the high school dance. Yeah, that's a good line. If you are the boy in corduroy pants, then you're probably not at the
1: high school yeah, dance. That's right. Or if you are, you're like standing in the corner. Yep. Cynically making fun of everybody who's out, actually out there dancing. Right. But secretly wishing you were out there dancing. Yeah. I don't at all speak from experience. <laughs> it reminds me of the nerds on the wall
0: in 16 Candles. Mm-hmm. 80s nerds are oh the my best gosh. nerds. 80s was a was
1: the golden era for nerds. All right, next track. It's gonna be
2: King.
1: Forgotten that this was kind of a hit.
0: I think this one became a single based on that really catchy chorus yeah. with, the, with the harmonies and everything. One of the best moments on this album is at the end of this song, the string arrangement that takes us out.
1: That's so un-Tom Petty sounding. Yeah. Strings at the end like that. Yeah, and the dissonance, Mm -hmm. those three piano notes that are playing. Mm -hmm. I remember early on learning about Tom Petty, and there seemed to be this criticism that he was a Bob Dylan wannabe, kind of some of the ways he sang. I'd forgotten about that, and this song kind of brings it back. And have your own world
2: It helps to make friends It's good to meet
0: girls yeah. My daughter walked through the kitchen yesterday when I was listening to this and, and that
1: part came on and she laughed and goes,
2: Girls
0: <laughs> I was like, Yep. That's what you
1: do when you hear Dylan. So Yep. Clearly he came into his own as a songwriter and a lyricist and a writer and performer and all that. But it certainly was a time where it was like, Oh, he's a poor man's Bob Dylan. I think you and I can agree, you know, when you compare their bodies of work that, that
0: he's way better than Bob Dylan.
1: No doubt. Okay,
0: I just wanted to give a moment for our Bob Dylan expert, Dwayne Davis,
1: to hear that and start yelling back. Hopefully Dwayne is pulled off onto the side of the road yeah. to catch his breath at this point. <laughs> anyway, Dwayne, we're just kidding. We know Bob's
0: number one. Did you see that, that list of the best songwriters? Mm-hmm. Rolling Stone. Well, let's see where Tom was on that. Tom Petty is number 59, mm. which to me is criminally low. Well, first of all, they've got Don Henley and Glenn Fry. Higher than Tom Petty. And you know where I think the Eagles should be on this list. I mean, Robbie Robertson's higher than Tom Petty. What? I have some huge issues with this list. (laughs) I mean,
1: you know, lists like this are put together for things like this. You read it and you go, oh, man. To get me worked up. Yeah, they're all to get Matt Stevens worked up. (laughs) It works.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Bob Dylan, of course, is number one on that list. So don't worry, Dwayne. We We know where he stands. But Tom should definitely be higher. Yeah. Okay, so we are only five songs in, and there's no way we're going to make it Mm -mm. through this album, but we decided we just wanted to go track by track and see how far we could get. I do want to visit the closing of this album, though, with Wake Up Time.
2: There waiting, neither one of us knows. You gotta keep one eye open. There's
0: something so personal and intimate about this album. You really connect to his vulnerability. Mm -hmm. This is an album that feels like he can put words to some of those feelings that we have a a difficult time expressing Mm -hmm. as you are going through a particularly difficult time. This is a helpful album. Mm -hmm. You know, I dislike talking in songs, but man,
1: it works. It works. So beautiful. It's Tom Petty. Yeah. You couldn't have this album without Wildflowers as the opener or with this one as the closing song. Yeah. They've seemed like two perfect bookends to this album and what he's trying to express. All throughout it there's these moments of darkness couched with brightness and hope and Mm -hmm. light and and even vice versa because even the the line, and if you get lucky you might find someone to help you get over the pain that will come. Mm. We all want to find someone to be with and we all want to find love but you also just want someone to be with you when terrible, terrible things happen mm-hmm. in life. Yeah, and sometimes those people are the ones that cause the terrible things that happen. And yeah. it's, it's just such a organic, emotional, open, vulnerable. On the album. sleeve. Yeah, 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 exactly. So listeners, what we do is we challenge
0: one another. If we had to take a song off, what would it be? He's going to passive aggressively kick you out of his band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you don't take a song off Wildflowers, Matt, what would your song be from Wildflowers? E- easy one for me, actually, on this
1: album. It's hard on me. Summer. I think to do good mid tempo songs, anyway. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, he's already got that strike against him. (laughs) But it just tends to drag a little bit. I don't feel like the chorus really ever takes it anywhere special. So, yeah. For me, and I know this is going to be unpopular among Uh
0: some friends, especially Doug, but I would take off Honey Bee.
1: Honeybee was my next choice. Oh, it was? It seems like it just doesn't fit the album. I like it, but it just it felt so kind of out of place with every other song on this album.
0: Honestly, it could for me have been Honeybee or Cabin Down Below. Because mm-hmm. first of all, that's weird. Let's go to, <laughs> to the Cabin Down Below. It sounds like he's Dexter or Barry or something. Yeah, right. That's not my favorite Tom Petty. Bluesy, mm-hmm. rootsy. Tom Petty yeah. is not what I'm here for. No. And there are a lot of different Tom Petty's on this album. Yeah. And that's that's the one that I would prefer to get rid of. Yep. This is a classic album. It's fun to revisit, especially in light of the upcoming release mm-hmm. of additional tracks, home demos, the new vinyl that's coming out. So it's been fun in light of that to revisit this album, Matt.
1: It's been interesting to go back and, and really dive into this album. Like I said, this, this isn't one I knew overly intimately, and so to really listen to it. And I think it's an album that if anyone's going through pain or, or rough times, could pull out and listen to, and, and it would really speak to what they're going through. So I think it's one that will, will stick with many people for a long, long time to come. Oh. please be sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at finest work songs. Check out our website at finestworksongs.com. You songs.com. Uh, go back and listen to all our, our previous episodes there. Seasons one, two, and now in the season three, give us a review, rate us. We would love to get your thoughts uh, and feedback there. Email us finestworksongs at gmail.com. And let us know what albums you'd like us to talk about and end up coming up upon. Until next time, don't forget that this is an election year. So when you vote,
0: vote, Finest work songs. Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat. This track is called Radio, and you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com. They are on Facebook at Medium Heat Music.